starts live. He's Tim. And he is Ray. Unfortunately, this will not be a regular season two episode. This is going to be a special edition episode because just this week was the E4All now, convention. Now, why do you say unfortunately? That the special editions are supposed to be like, <laughs> you are so privileged to I, be able to be here at this point <clears throat> in history. Well, I know people are probably looking forward to like some of the changes that we're going to bring to season True. two. Don't get too excited, everybody. But you know, it's like I, I don't want to make it feel like, oh, we're just this is this is the new show here. Is uh, we're going to spend the entire thing talking about E for All, and that's it. Um, this is going to be a little bit of a different thing. So you'll, you'll have to hold off one more week for some of our uh, planned uh, planned excitement. But uh, so yeah, it's, uh, E for All. This is the second year of its existence, correct? Second and uh, possibly final. Possibly the last. <laughs> I don't know, man. They're gonna really have to. They're gonna really have to work hard. I see. I thought last year was a good start. Yes. Oh, excellent. And start. A, a lot of the media was really negative about it because it wasn't like, you know, the the E3 of old, and it just couldn't live up to that. And of course not. It was its first first year and right and we were kind of talking about well they're just you know the the elite media you know so uh, you know for just a fan to come in and, and play some of these brand new games I mean that's enough for us you know they they've already gotten to play these games so they're you know they're spoiled and they don't see the the uh, what's so great about being at E for all but the problem this year was that they didn't have any great games to play yeah I would say the the the, the big downfall was Nintendo not showing up because last year they were E for all. I mean, they had yes, huge, absolutely. huge booths. I mean, as soon as you walked in the door, all you saw was Nintendo. You know? Yes, with their giant snow cone shaped banners. They had all, yeah, they had all those banners hanging from the roof. They had the big brawl tournament. They had all. I mean, all sorts of. I mean, it was the first time brawl was playable in the U.S. It was. Uh, yeah. The first time Super Mario Galaxy was I'm pretty playable. sure it was first time playable in the world. Yeah, I don't think it was, but... I think it was. We disagree on that point. Ugh. But regardless... I'll fact-checked it. Regardless, it was a huge deal. And, I mean, they had tons of games, all the Zapper games, none of which were out yet. Right, we had Mario Galaxy was there. Mm -hmm. They had they had rows and rows of, of stations with different games. Yes, and all kinds of different... Yeah, Mario and Sonic the Olympic Games... Unfortunately, not that I was I was dying to play that or anything, but <laughs> um, and then you even had Metal Gear Solid Four was playable for the first yeah, time. Yeah, Konami had their a really cool booth there, basically like yeah. this enclosed thing with the chain link fence and a huge line for that. It took like an hour to get through. I, huge. Yeah, yeah, a whole bunch of Xbox games for like the Team Fortress game where you could play against people on a network that was already set up. Mm -hmm. It was pretty wild. I mean, so it made stuff like you know. Fatality's going to be there was like, oh my gosh, that's ridiculous, and I'm not going to go near that booth because it's pathetic looking compared to, you know, it's just like who who really wanted to go see Fatality and like get an autograph? Oh my god, you're my favorite gamer. <laughs> I have your rookie card. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it was kind of dumb. So so there was plenty. I think there was plenty to see for a day, and I mean, no, there weren't huge lines on the the day we went. We went on a Friday. 
Right. Um, but there was a lot to see, and and that wasn't the case this time. No, that's right. We're not talking about the last E for All. We're talking about this E for All. A, Nintendo wasn't there. B, was Microsoft even there? Microsoft was there, but I think because Nintendo wasn't there, they really didn't put in much of an effort. Okay. It was almost like about, there was uh, no competition, you know? And then Sony wasn't there, right? Sony was not there, no. Okay. And then what was the next biggest thing that we had? I mean, EA well, was there. Yes. And they had they a few had, they had games. A couple, couple little booths set up. Really, the big, honestly, the biggest booth was Target. <laughs> and uh, that's not even a joke, but it is kind of funny. Not a joke. <laughs> um, they had, I mean, they had quite a few games uh, all, <laughs> on all the different systems. I'm being serious right now. I know. It's just very pathetic. I was like, well, you know who the big winner was? was Target. Target brought out all the games for this convention. Like, why freaking Target? Why did Target have to be the one to bring all the Wii games? Because they had, like, Wii Fit. They had Smash Brothers there. You know, but they're all old stuff, too. I mean, nothing was fresh. The only thing new, I think, that they brought was Guitar Hero World Tour, basically. I don't you know. know. Was, like... was Sean White snowboarding out yet? I don't think yeah, it is. Yeah, uh, Sean White snowboarding is not out yet, no. So, they so that, that was there. But... They had, like, one of those, and then, yeah, they had a lot of Guitar Hero World Tour stations. Yes. Yeah, they had a whole bunch, and everyone was lining up to play that game, because basically it was the only new big game that was there. Right. And, I mean, so, other than that, there was, like, nothing. I mean, there was Fatality. Again, he was back. That was one of the big attractions, was if you well, couldn't the, get enough Fatality last year, he's back. The problem is, um, it, it became a PC show. It, it did. Honestly, it was no longer video games. It was just computer games. Like, the yeah. majority of it was computer games. And that was very strange to me because I was even talking to you, you know, how many, how many different kinds of controllers did I pick up? I picked up one PS3 controller, picked up two Xbox controllers. And a Guitar Hero. And a Guitar Hero guitar was basically it. So that's pretty bad because the rest of the time was spent on keyboards and mice. I mean, the and here's an indication for me... <laughs> Um, because we did get in as media this year, which was cool. Yes. Um, uh, I'm with the media. I'm with the media. We, <laughs> we didn't actually say that to anybody, but, uh... <laughs> we talked, we talked that game a lot, though. We were like, you were like, strutting our cool stuff, like, we're practicing it. Uh, we're with the media. We walk in the doors and we just kind of gave up. Flash our badge, you know? No, <laughs> yeah. yeah. We just kind of walked in the door. I was looking at our badges, it was basically the same as everybody else's, but it had a company name on it, you know? Yeah, people thought we worked there because we had badges, and it looked like the people who worked there that had badges. Yeah, it was kind of weird. But anyway, um, we would get emails from companies that wanted us to set up meetings with them, to interview them, or to uh, just check out their new products, and maybe we'd write about it on our site or something, you know? Yes, and I, was, single... I, was pretty, I was pretty quick to be like, yeah, let's interview some of these people, you know? And, and you'd always say, like, why? I'm like, yeah, why well, not? It's like, it's like what, what do we have to say to them? And, and I'm like, what are you talking about? And basically, you explained it right. I mean, you're like, like this, this, what was it? Some PC game, like it was like a World of Warcraft PC game, basically. Yeah. Um, and it's like we have, like, we're not interested in that kind of game, and we don't play that, and it has nothing in relation to our site, basically, besides just being a computer game. Like, like, what, what is it that our readers are going to want to learn about this company? And it was kind of a good, good point. I mean, we had really nothing to talk about with them. Like, I just envisioned sitting in an interview and being like, so, so, 
You know, I mean, that's and, all I have to say. And my first question would be like, have you guys ever played Smash Brothers? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, we're here to talk about this game. So we did not we did not do any interviewing because every email I got for an invitation to kind of interview them or, or come by their booth it was all PC stuff. Somebody invented, a, you know, a jacket that would vibrate when you hit different areas on the first-person shooter or, uh, yeah, there's a bunch of different, like, startup MMOs and... It's kind of like that's great for you, but that's not what we're here for. And and it's not right. like you know, it's not like Ubisoft or EA was like you know come interview us for. You well, know, speaking of Ubisoft, they had a booth. Yeah, the most pathetic booth I've ever seen. It was horrible. It was so bad. It was like a it was like a what an eight by eight square basically. Yeah. And it had a, in each corner it had a screen and a console. And. It, and two, and they two each, of them and, were Far Cry 2, and the other two were what? I forget. It was something else, but it was just that was it. They had four. They had two games on four screens. That was their entire booth. Yeah, and all all of Ubisoft. And last year, I mean, I guess they were kind of coupled with Nintendo. Nintendo showed off some of their games, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it was just a really sad. I mean, why even bother at that point? They're way in the back, kind of hidden. They had this little booth, and I mean, I, I guess some people are going to be interested in Far Cry 2, you know? Right. But it didn't even look that good. Remember well, I mean, it, all... looked, it, it looked grayscale to me. As soon as very... I saw it, I'm like, it's like someone forgot to turn up the, the color on the TV yeah. or something. So it's the most bland, gray, brown jungle I've ever seen in my life. The other, I mean, the other, the other side of it was there were... This is the real sad part. Was there's a lot of pathetic things there, like, um, like last year it was somewhat big. You know, it was kind of a, a, a bigger deal. Yeah, it had its share of really big stuff going on, and then a couple little dwindler, lame things in the back that no one really cared about. But that was acceptable because there was a mixture of a, of a lot of things. Right. So like like game trailers was there last year, and they had a huge booth, like a two story booth, and there was like a DJ doing stuff on top. <laughs> yes. They were going around interviewing big, you know. Konami people and this person, you know, it's like, oh, who's that guy they're interviewing? You could see it live. That's and all right. That yeah, they had a whole bunch of people there. Yeah, it was all sorts of stuff, and and you know, you know, it's like it was okay. You didn't think anything of it really. So there were a couple of companies that try to do stuff kind of similar to that, but it was so small and and kind of sad that when you see three people up there like on microphones, kind of talking to basically nobody in the crowd, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It was really like, why are you even talking? No one's listening. There's nobody there. Like, literally, there's like three people in the seats. Mm-hmm. And I don't even know what they were. It was like some sort of gaming competition thing. Yeah, it was like, it was like oh, meet the world-class gamers or whatever. And there was like a referee there, too. And I'm like, why is there a referee for, <laughs> like, like, what, like, oh, he used the cheat code. I saw him. I, like, well, I, I don't understand what, what good a referee would be for that. Well, I mean, there's there's referees when you, uh, like, you're going for a record or something. There has to be like a witness, basically. Okay. Okay. But I didn't I didn't see anybody going for records or. It was all competition. It was just one versus the other. Cause I I know they had like I mean there was a huge part of that place that was a tournament basically, right? Right in the back, yeah. Yeah, and, and it was for all kinds of different games. I saw StarCraft being played. I saw Virtual Fighter Five and Counter Strike and Halo Three, and um. 
Of course, no Smash Brothers. I would have been there all day if there's a Smash Brothers tournament, but no. No. Um, uh, I mean, none of those games really interested me to want to watch the tournaments. Um, and the way that they were filming it made it hard to follow the action. It was just very, it was a very sad event because after such promise that last year had, this one just had nothing, there was nothing, to, there was just no substance to this one. It was just a lot of, I mean, it was fun to walk around and just play lots of different games that you had never played before and kind of tinker around with stuff. But when none of those games are waiting to be released, like very few of them are like brand new coming out later. Um, I mean, last year had a lot of that sort of thing, thanks in part to Nintendo, of course. Yeah. And it's just, it was kind of depressing. I mean, it was, I mean, we, like, spent, we spent like seven hours there, but... Yeah, for instance, all of EA's games were already released. Some of them have been released for like six months. Right. That's a problem, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, it just, yeah, it, it wasn't... It, it was just I think I think my favorite image, though, was there was a Smash Brothers... The, the oh, Smash Brothers know. was there this year. Yes, and was, I mean it was back. It was back. It, it in was full back. Force, you know, because <laughs> last year the they tournament. had like a, a stadium seating, you know, to to watch people play Smash Bros on a big screen. People were there. They're cheering. Everyone. No one could wait any longer to play that game. This year there was one screen with one controller, not even two controllers. They didn't want people to play against each other. No, just one controller for Smash Brothers, and there was one dude playing it. It was so funny to look at because it's like this look was at how, one of targets. This yeah, is this targets is doing one of the, one of the <clears> biggest <throat> things last year, and now this year it's like one dude's planet with no one in line after him. <laughs> it's like it was That's a very what... strange image to see. It's like so imagine all this stuff that we're seeing this year. Imagine it next year. No one <laughs> would give a frick. Okay, so if we keep on this downward down you know downward spiral. It's going to be just a terrible show for sure later on. Where there's just nothing good. I mean, there was definitely some good things here. I enjoyed my time, but it was it was just sad. There wasn't more. Yeah, when you on. look at the big picture, it's like this is not the kind of show that's going to survive. The 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 problem. Well, one one comment on the Smash Brothers thing. Smash Brothers wasn't the only game to screw up the two controller thing. I could not oh. believe like they had Castle Crashers there with one controller. The whole point of that game is to play co-op. So yeah. why would you have one controller? And then on the other side, there's an HD TV with Viva Pinata with two controllers. Yeah, I'm like, and we, we actually tried. We actually tried. Then, yeah, we tried Viva Pinata, and we, you know, moved our circles around planning and digging. It's like, who would want to play this? It, it's like, oh hey, come to Efrol and play Animal Crossing for ten minutes. Like, right. No, that's that's the pointless. Point? Why why would I ever want to do that with a friend? Yeah, and then Castle Crashers, which is a pick up and play, play a level, it's fun. One yeah, controller. One controller. And then we couldn't we couldn't do crap on our own. I was horrible at that game. Yeah, we needed the second person. So the, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> some of the companies made some really stupid choices with the controllers, but um, regardless, I think I, I think I have to blame E for all a little bit for not having Nintendo there. That's right, yeah. Last year Nintendo had a media summer summit near the beginning of October, just like this year. And e for all was like the third or fourth week in October. It was like a week before Halloween, I think. This year, they moved up e for all for whatever reason, to the same exact timing as Nintendo's Media Summit. So, with the, the, the kind of tepid response they had last year, Nintendo pro probably pouring a lot of money into it. They had huge booths and stuff. 
you know, they, they weren't going to stretch themselves and try to do it again this year when, when it seemed like the response wasn't that great, you know? Maybe, Especially yeah. if, the if the timing was wrong. And I don't know, I mean, I don't know what happened behind the scenes or whatever. Maybe they couldn't get the L.A. Convention Center at the same dates or, or whatnot. But yeah. I just feel like that really kind of handcuffed Nintendo. And, and if Nintendo had come out right away and said, yeah, we'll be there next year, I think that would have pushed the other... Um, companies to join them, you know, mm -hmm. and it could have yeah. helped helped it grow, but instead it, it really shrunk, you know? Yeah. So, but, uh, it's unfortunate, but, yeah. you know, th there, were, there were a few redeeming factors, I think, right? Yes, and and that will take us to our picks of E4ALL. Um, we both have a favorite game of ours that was the best game at E4ALL, hands down. Um, Tim, you want to go first? Sure. Um, to preface it, the, one of the one of the highlights um, in general, which I, I kind of mentioned on the on the website um, beforehand, I was looking forward to something called Indiecade, and it was basically like twenty finalists of independent games, um, some of the best independent games that these people could find, and they were showcasing them at E4ALL. And so there was like a you know nice HDTV in the game at each station, and uh, it was kind of fun. Yeah, they had like headphones to put on so you could hear the music or the sound effects. Right. So it was pretty fun to just kind of go around and see. I mean, all different genres. Yeah, games that you've um, never heard of before ever. You know, and right. and and it's and it's focused on like the gameplay over the graphics most of the time because they don't have the big budgets to be pumping out intense graphics. So a lot of it was like flash gaming or things like that. Um, and things that we had never heard of. So it was fun to go around and see these different games and play them and, and not have any any kind of expectation for them. Right. Yeah, and independent games are always fun to check out mm. because a lot of times there, there's some new ideas there that haven't been done before, and it's just somebody thought of it and they were decent at programming, and it may not seem like a big budget thing, but it's just fun because the gameplay's there. And, and so my pick is going to go to... Um, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing this right, but Machinarium, or Machinarium. Right. Um, it's basically a point-and-click adventure, um, just like the old King's Quests and, you know, all your old Lucas games. Um, and the art style is just magnificent. If you if you go to Machinarium.com, I guess, Ray, you'll put I'll have a link, yeah, the, a link on the podcast right a, now. A live link there, but... Um, just scroll down through the site and you'll see different screenshots of this game. And they have and a little just, preview movie too, right? Where you can see a few and, moments. And there is a preview movie that kind of shows the gameplay, but the screenshots really show off just how beautiful the, the, the world really is. Like hand-drawn backgrounds and basically you play as this little robot and you, you know, you have to click on the right things to make, you know, get to the next screen and all that. And just very fun and imaginative and, um, really cool overall and and that that turned us on to um two previous games that these guys have done which are very similar um that are, that have already been released this game machinarium won't be released till 09 but um on the site you can check out demos of their previous games too and and kind of get a taste of what it's like it but was it was really, really funny though when we first saw machinarium because you clicked new game you sat yeah. down you started clicking away at the thing and and within about three clicks we were stumped we're like what the frick are we supposed to do right now? Like we had just and, and I came I came back to it like three or four yeah. times. And we we're like, I don't understand. I, I don't. I mean, we were really like, we're we're fairly smart people, right? I mean, 
<laughs> like, like this can't be that difficult. I mean, there's only so many things I can click on right now, and nothing's working. And like, we'd move the cursor at the top of the screen, like a, like a, like a dark transparent bar would would drop down. And like, it's like, why is there a transparent bar there? It has nothing, like nothing happens with that. And we're really, really confused. And no one could get past that level. And even you... Well, yeah, because there, oh, there were people there were people watching. There's always kind of a crowd there because the graphics were really compelling, mm -hmm. you know? And people would be watching. So I'd get up and let other people try. And, and they had the same issue, you know? Like nobody could figure this you out. Were so this you were like, pissed. You were pissed because you were... I was really You were like three clicks into this game, basically. There was like nothing else you could do past that. Like there was nothing you could do. We tried everything. And, and you... And you honestly, were, yeah, you were I trying to look up online to see if anyone's played this game yet. Like, what's the answer? Because I am totally stumped. And you were even like, I feel like this is some kind of a psychological test. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I'm like, I really, th I honestly, to this point, I'm like, there is no way past this with, with, with what we're given. This is probably, so they're probably recording us and they're, they're <laughs> doing some sort of psychological test on determination or something, right. you know, and that's the game. Ah, uh, ha, ha, really funny, right. you know. And... And so I finally, I found, I found the site, I looked in the forums, nobody had played it yet, this is like the first time it's right. been shown. And, but there was a little preview movie, it's on the site, and I watched it for little hints. And, interestingly enough, we, we've, I finally watched it enough times to see that, you know, when you move your mouse to the top and that gray bar comes down, that's your inventory. Right, and we were like, inventory, like... There was nothing in that inventory ever. There was never anything up there. There was nothing. But but we did pick up something and we knew we had to do yeah. something with it. It's like, well, I, I guess we're supposed so we're to like, click on in the inventory, but item? I swear it was not in the inventory. It was not there. Like, we swore yeah. to it. So so we come back and we no, try No, 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 we did not get to try it again because someone was already sitting there, right? So so now that we oh, knew no. <laughs> now that we knew what we needed to do, there was always someone sitting there playing it. And that and like and like when we went back that first time, there was a girl playing the game. And we're like... Is she Ugh. doing anything? What is she doing? Oh, she's talking her cell phone. We're like, why is she sitting in the chair? She, she wasn't, wasn't even touching the, the keyboard game. or the mouse. She... she was just sitting there talking on her phone. We're like, are you freaking kidding me? Yeah. Like, <laughs> so we were sitting there waiting, and you kind of like walked up, like you're really interested, so you know? I walked right up. I, yeah, I walked right up there. I, I kind of peered up to the screen, like I was interested in playing the game. And she kind of just like crossed her legs. Yeah, kind of like. The other direction. I'm like <laughs> That is so good. So then it's like, so we'd go and we'd play something else. We're like, oh, it's open. We'd start to walk over to it again. Someone else would sit down, you know. <laughs> right before we get there, somebody <laughs> sits down. And it what wasn't like that? the lines were big or anything. I mean, it was very open. No one was playing these games half the time. So it was like, it shouldn't be that hard for us to sit down at this game finally. And every time, and then the next person that sat down, he was, he'd be playing the game. And then like, he, he stopped and would start texting on his cell phone. And his friends came over and started oh. chatting with him while he's at the game, and he's still texting. And they're like, what is it with people on their cell phones during this game? Jesus Louise, people, get off of it. But eventually we did get back to the station. Well, so so in the end, what, what I realized was the resolution on the game was different than the resolution on the screen. Right. So the inventory, the first item in the inventory was cut off yes. because the resolution yeah. was wrong. So I, I made the resolution bigger on the screen. Sure yeah, we enough, had to, yeah, we, we minimized the program. We went into the system preferences, fixed the resolutions. Yeah. Like, we should not have to do something like that. Yeah, so I, I told the guys working there, I'm like, you gotta make sure... Because honestly, for like four or five hours, nobody was getting past the first screen of this mm -hmm. game. It really wasn't until, what was it, two or three before we, we Finally got it bro going. Yeah, broke that. And, yeah. So that was unfortunate. But, you know, it still was a, a really awesome game. Once we got past that, we did a little bit more. And, um, yeah, I just to finish up, it, 
we'll we'll put I'll put a, probably a post up there with some of their other games too because they're just really intriguing. So, well, my yes. pick of the show, easily hands down, goes to the game called Fly Wrench. I had never heard of this before. It was also part of the indie arcade, and it is really really basic graphics. I mean, we're talking squares and circles, Atari. yeah, Atari basically looking, but it's not using Flash. Um, and it's not like an Atari emulator or anything. It's 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 runs on its own program. I'm not sure what runs it, but um, but it's, it was for the Windows. And basically, you're a horizontal bar that uh, that's falling that can fall through the sky, basically. And and each level is like a little mini obstacle course where you have to make it to the end without touching the walls. The simplicity of the game is astonishing. You just use the arrow keys. I'm trying to think of how to explain this. Basically, there's different there's different walls of colors. And you have to pass through those walls as that same color. And the way you change color is by using up or down um, will change you into red or green. But when you change color, you also change ability. Yeah, basically, if you push up, you're flapping your wings to go, to go up. But you also turn and if red. You, but if you have to hold so, it to stay red. But when you hold it, you're, you flapped your wings and you, you're not flapping anymore. So you just drop. You start dropping like a rock. Um, so it's... It's very, it's, it's just, it's a very difficult game because you have to figure out how to use your abilities to get past the walls and not touch the edges and make sure you're the right color at all times. And they start doing some really tricky stuff, and uh, it's, and it got insanely difficult for us. I mean, it was, it was so, it was so hard. I, I basically sat there for at least an hour, if not more, and tried to beat that game because I mean, and it, we were watching somebody play, and even you, Tim, were like. Oh my God! Why does he keep dying? That's so that easy. Looks, yeah, it it looks really easy, and then when you get there, you're like, okay, like okay, well, I just messed like up. Oh, big deal. I'll keep trying. And it's infinite lives. You have infinite lives, and as soon as you die, it restarts. So it's like you never want to give up because you always have like you're already back in the action right away. So you're like, okay, I'll just try again. And the levels are really short too; they're not very long. So it's like I just need to get past that one wall, and I'll be good, you know. And <laughs> it's like you were there just playing and playing and playing and I was doing I was trying to beat a level and we were just having so much trouble it was just a lot of fun it was very challenging very uh it was visually interesting even though it was very basic it was just a total blast mm -hmm. and eventually I, I did beat the game uh with like a, a running time of 58 minutes <laughs> and it's like no one else was around to want to play it but I mean it was it was hard as heck and that was easily my favorite game of the show hands down and it was very sad too because here I am, last year's Smash Brothers, just an amazing game is there. This year, my favorite <laughs> game is Fly Wrench, a little horizontal bar that can fly, okay? I mean, that's pretty sad. But at the same time, it was very awesome. So, I, you know, I definitely had a favorite game there. And we went, we came back to Tim's place, and we wanted to find out if these games were actually available yet or not, because you couldn't quite tell from E4L. So, for instance, Macarena, or whatever, the Macarena, whatever that game was. Macarena? Yeah. What? <laughs> um, Macarena? <laughs> uh, that one, you know, that one's not available yet, clearly. But we got to play some of his older games. But we found out that Fly Wrench is available right now for free. It's only available to PC users, unfortunately. But um, click the link or do a Google search for Fly Wrench. Check it out. Download it. See how fast you can beat that game. It's awesome. And I think part of the thing, though, is that it was very disorienting playing it at E for All because you sat right in front of a really huge. HD yeah, you're monitor. in front of like a 40-inch screen. Oh, or it something. was huge, and you're like this. You know, it's, there's all these, and it's just Atari looking, right? So I mean, 
it was very disorienting to try to do things, you know, really quickly when all these colors are flying by your eyes. I mean, it was it was very disorienting. So when you play on your computer screen, it might be a little easier than it was for us, just because you have a better a better view of the whole scene, and it's not quite as it's not going to make you, you know, get dizzy and throw up or anything. So um, please, I beg you, check out that game and play it. It's awesome. It's free. Do it. Do it now. Fly wrench. Oh, and 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 by the way. Before I went to bed last night, I went back and I played it on Tim's computer again, just to just to see if I could do it any faster. And I was able to beat it in six minutes. Which, so that might sound contradictory to some people that oh, it's really really hard. I beat the whole game in six minutes. Right. Um, but I mean, you have to really practice. And yeah, kind of I had get to play. It. I had to play. I had to beat it three more times in a row before I could get down to the six minute goal. Right. It was. I so. mean, it's, it takes a lot of skills. It's very fun, very challenging. Please check it out. Yeah. I mean, there were a couple other decent games. I, I really like the PB Winterbottom game, mm -hmm. which is going to be coming out for Xbox 360. I thought Guitar it's, Hero it's... World Tour was really good. and Yeah, it, it was. The drums were nice. Well. The guitar was, was really, really sturdy. It was definitely the best Guitar Hero guitar I've ever used. Mm -hmm. um, and then also, you played Sean White Snowboarding. That was kind of fun. Yeah, it really was, actually. It was very natural. Um... I mean, within 10 seconds, I, I caught on to what was going on, and I had fun. And I don't have Wii Fit anymore, so I won't get that game. But right. if you if you, if you you have the, the balance board and you're waiting for something decent, um, I'd say that's a pretty fun experience. So Yeah. Um, well, I mean, what else was there? I, Gamer Grub. Game <laughs> which is basically, like, different flavored, um, like... Like trail mix, kind of, or kind of snack. Yeah, it's like cracker, pizza flavored crackers, and trail mix, and uh, peanut butter and jelly. I, I don't remember. It, well, each each flavor was a different like genre of game. <laughs> so there was, lame. there was action pizza, sports something, um, strategy chocolate. I think <laughs> it was so bad. Right? And like and something and like the, like. The girls seemed interested in what 2P Start was, because she saw us, we were wearing our shirts, so she was like, oh... Yeah, let's... she's like, oh, how much traffic do you get, you know, yeah. what is this site, all this kind stuff. Kind of pleasant conversation. And, yeah, and then she was like, well, would you ever do a comic about a gaming product, like, uh, like this? You want to like... maybe sneak in a little gamer grub in your comic there, and... We're just like... I really didn't know what to say, I, I was like... <laughs> yeah, I mean, you were really nice, you are you're a really nice guy. So I was just, trying to be nice. <laughs> you are yeah. a nice guy, and, and uh, yeah, you're just like... Uh, yeah, you know, we'll see. We can see what we can do there. And <laughs> but I was really kind of appalled that. She, I know. That... It's like I've only known you for about one minute, and you're already trying to get me to put gamer grub in our comic. Like, thanks. <laughs> well, here and here's the thing: it's like you don't really ask to be in a in a web comic because usually it's really insulting. You know, <laughs> I mean, we're pretty nice, but you know, occasionally, like with Lair and stuff like that, it's like game. So, People make mistakes huge enough that it's like we have to make a comic about this. This is too funny, you right? Know? But but Penny Arcade did make a gamer grub comic. Yeah, and they ripped on it hard. Just and they ripped on it, and it wasn't very nice. And we would never do that. It was that, kind of offensive to me. I don't even remember what it was, but but they even wrote in the post about it, and we're just really, I mean, on this angry tirade about yeah, it. I mean, we're and, not that angry about gaming food, but I mean, it was just kind of funny to us, but. I don't think we would ever do that, right. you know. But in the point is, that's you don't ask to be in a webcomic. Yeah, just, just don't. You're gonna get, you're gonna get in that webcomic, and you're not gonna like yeah. what you see. So I'm kind of, I'm, so, you know, last year we had uh, the 
the E for All comic where we basically praise E for All, and you know the lady from E for All contacted us like, oh hey, thanks for the cool comic. You know, it's really nice that to see people appreciate it. But I mean, this week for the comic, we're kind of unsure what we want to do because um, we could. It's we, we're we're leaning towards, yeah, another E for All comic, which wouldn't be quite as. So we'll, so we'll see nice. what we do. And, and Tim was like, so you do realize we need to do a Gaming Grub comic now, right? Like, just total product yeah. placement right in the comic. And I laughed, but I mean, that's kind of inside joke just for us. So it, maybe somewhere we'll yeah, have it hidden in the background just to, I don't know, we'll see. So anyhow, um, I think that... I think that covers... And that wraps it up. Now. You know, Nintendo had a lot of stuff to talk about, and we are going to get to that next week, unfortunately, so... Yeah, there's a lot a lot of new Nintendo stuff, and it's just too much... There's, there's too much we want to say for this podcast. podcast, so... Uh, yeah. Next week, we will definitely be having our, our real season premiere, I guess you could say. Uh, we got some cool stuff planned for it, so look forward to that. That'll, I, yeah, I mean, that'll do it for Two-Piece Start Live. Join us every Wednesday for a brand new comic, and every Monday for a brand new podcast, just like the one you heard here, except not a special edition and actually uh, does multiple topics. And that's a lot better. So yep. with that, he's Tim. <laughs> and he is Ray. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Hey, are you still recording? <laughs> <laughs>